Hi there. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast, The Happy Apple. I'm Katie King, also known as The Balanced Nutritionist, and I live in Brisbane, Australia. Guess what? Healthy food and striving to be healthy in general should not be boring or stressful. This podcast is here to remind you that it can be both nutritious and delicious at the same time, and that you need balance in your life, not perfection. If you love my message, don't forget to follow along on Facebook and Instagram. You can also check out my online courses at www.courses.thebalancednutritionist.com.au. You can book a consultation with me at my website, www.thebalancednutritionist.com.au. I do everything via telehealth so we can work together no matter where in the world you are. Enjoy the episode and don't forget to subscribe if you love it. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Happy Apple. Thank you so much for joining me. We are now on episode two of 2023 and episode two in our mini series, which is focusing on metabolic balance. The metabolic balance program is a specialized nutritional program based on an individual's own pathology, that's blood test results, as well as other health parameters, including their weight measurements, health conditions, and any symptoms that they may be experiencing as well. It is a specialized program that originated in Germany and continues to be supported by a German team. And there are, I believe, over or somewhere around in the vicinity of around 100 metabolic balance uh, practitioners in Australia um, today, and I am one of them. Um, I did my training to become a metabolic balance practitioner in 2017, and in episode one of this mini series which focuses on metabolic balance I was lucky enough to have Cherry Wills the CEO of Metabolic Balance Australia and New Zealand join me for a chat. Following that episode I've had some renewed interest in clients wanting to consider the metabolic balance program So rather than bring another special guest on for this episode, I thought I would clear up a couple of things about the program and try to make the program a little bit um, or or try to explain the, the program and how it works a little bit better to you. The last podcast that we recorded was full of passion and full of ways that food as medicine can help people to improve the quality of their lives. But there's still some confusion about how the metabolic balance program actually works. So today I'm going to be focusing on one very important aspect of metabolic balance, which is the eight rules. So to give you a little bit of context here, um, when I'm talking to people about metabolic balance and doing a metabolic balance program, I usually say to them, Look, a metabolic balance plan is made up of two main components. Those components are the individualized food list. So what that means is that it is a food list that is completely individual to that particular person based on what their blood tests are telling us about their health, 
as well as any health conditions that they may have and any health symptoms. And when I'm when I'm talking about symptoms, I'm talking about things ranging from depression through to uh, gourd, so reflux, through to joint pain, through to menopausal symptoms. So the individualized food list takes in um, a lot of information to come up with that list of foods, which is why it is so powerful. The other component of metabolic balance is that there are a series of rules to follow. Now, I don't necessarily like um, the fact that they're called rules, but they are. They are called the eight rules of metabolic balance. And in fact, if you Google the eight rules of metabolic balance, um, I'm sure that you will find them out there on the internet. So they're no secret, um, but they are definitely what provides us with the structure that needs to be followed when somebody is actually doing a metabolic balance plan. I wanted to talk about the eight rules today because I think it gives you a really good idea of what the reality of doing an MB plan is like, but it also shows you just how sort of sensible metabolic balance is, unlike a lot of the other sort of um, fatty, quick fix sort of programs that are out there. I'm sure that you will agree that the eight rules make a lot of sense and whether or not you're interested in doing a metabolic balance program, there's still great boundaries for a healthy life. So let's start, shall we? There's eight to go through. Some I'm going to spend more time on than others. So the first rule of metabolic balance is that we eat three meals a day, which uh, to be honest, whether or not um, I'm taking a client through metabolic balance or whether they're just a client who is seeing me for more general information, I usually recommend that we eat three meals a day. So when we eat three meals a day, we give our body adequate time to rest and digest between meals. And we also give our blood sugar a nice period of time to recover before eating again. It's important that our blood sugar levels get a chance to come down in between meals because lower blood sugar is healthier for the body. Please note that I said lower blood pressure, not low blood. Sorry, I should be saying sugar, low blood sugar, not blood pressure. So we want to make sure that we have a nice gap between breakfast, lunch and dinner so our blood sugar levels come down. Um, otherwise, if we're eating constantly, our blood sugar levels are constantly spiking throughout the day and our digestion just does not get an opportunity to rest and digest. So that's the first rule of metabolic balance, literally to eat three meals a day, which is, I believe, fairly common sense. The second rule of metabolic balance is that you take a break of five hours before starting the next meal. So um, this is sort of goes hand in hand with the first meal around eating three meals a day, but I guess what we're trying to um, stop from happening is say, you know, somebody having breakfast at 10 o'clock in the morning and then having lunch an hour or two later. So we want to try and make sure that those meals are spread out evenly throughout the day. 
And um, and that way, once again, we get that nice opportunity to rest and digest the digestive system and relax or bring down the blood sugar levels in between meals. Now, interestingly, um, <clears throat> during this five-hour break, there is nothing consumed by mouth except for plain water. So during this five-hour break, that means there's no tea, no coffee, no soft drink, um, you know, no iced chocolates or anything like that in between that five-hour break. So when you think about, you know, um, perhaps the number of incidental beverages that you might have throughout the day, say diet drinks or coffees with extra sugar or extra milk, I'm sure that you can see that there's lots of health benefits from perhaps just taking a step back from those things and concentrating on just hydrating the body and once again giving it a complete rest from actual food or anything with um, calorific value in that five hours in between the meals. Rule three of metabolic balance states that we don't allow a meal to last longer than an hour. Now, this is sort of an extension of rule one and rule two, ironically, because what it means is that the entire meal needs to be consumed within 60 minutes. So, for example, if our metabolic balance plan states that somebody is to have a breakfast of, say, rolled oats with milk and mango, okay, um, and they choose also to have a cup of coffee with that, which would which would inevitably be black, at least in the very in the stricter stages of metabolic balance. That entire meal needs to be consumed within that sixty minute window. So the porridge, the fruit, and the black coffee get consumed between, say, the hours of seven and eight a.m. So what this prevents um, from happening is it prevents. Um, it present, prevents us from eating, say, the mango over the next hour or two um, as we sit there answering emails at our desk. Or it prevents us from sitting there and having a coffee that takes, you know, 45 minutes to drink. Um, so once again, it's all about guaranteeing that we get a good rest in between the meals. And what you're probably gathering um, right now is that, that that break between meals where we're just having water is critically important. It's one of the hardest things about metabolic balance, to be honest, because as, you know, very lucky, affluent people living in Western society, we're very much used to constantly having something at our fingertips to eat or drink. So while these sort of concepts might sound fairly straightforward when you're listening to me speaking about them, when you actually put them into practice, they can be quite challenging. And by the way, there's no reason why you couldn't sort of try to put these rules into practice because really for most people, they're probably good basic um, boundaries to follow uh, in a healthy lifestyle. But of course, you know, it's always good to get individualized um, advice as well. Okay, so the fourth rule is a really interesting one. The fourth rule states that we begin each meal with a small amount of protein first. So um, when we're looking at a metabolic balance meal, every meal on metabolic balance always has some protein with it. This does not mean that you must consume 
um, the entire protein component of the meal first, merely that you must have one to two bites of the protein component before moving on to anything else. So if we went back to, say, if, say, lunch featured chicken and vegetables and an apple and some wild rice, one or two mouthfuls of that chicken portion would be the first thing that we put into our mouth. And this is a really interesting one. What it actually does, it encourages the pancreas to produce glucagon to help in the digestion process, which actually blocks the production of insulin. Whereas if we start with um, carbohydrate first, um, say, you know, the rice component of a meal, we're more likely to encourage a bigger insulin response by the pancreas. And, you know, even um, this, sorry, there's so much information out there now about the importance of blood sugar regulation and a lot of information out there about um, insulin resistance sort of conditions as well. So this rule is all about trying to reduce the insulin response in the body because it's better to have um, a lower blood sugar and blood insulin response than a higher one. So rule four is all about eating the protein or eating a small amount of the protein um, before anything else is con consumed. Okay, so rule five of metabolic balance is also focusing on the protein. And rule five is all about eating, firstly, a different type of protein with every single meal. And secondly, only one protein per meal gets consumed. So let's start with the first part of that rule. Basically, what this means is that, um, you know, if the protein um, consumed at lunchtime is, say, chicken, then the protein consumed at dinner must be different. So it must be, say, um, a red meat or a protein from seafood or fish or a protein from um, a legume or a tofu or something like that. You cannot repeat the same protein in the same day. So you couldn't have, say, chicken and then turkey. So chicken for lunch and then turkey because they're both poultry. Um, you know, in daily life, we all know that sort of variety is, you know, better for us. So I don't think that particular rule is, is that confusing. Um, I think it makes sense to get a good variety in the diet. Um, as far as eating only one type of protein per meal, this is just simply easier for us to um, break down the amino acids in just one protein at a time. And it also means that we get more value from the amino acids. When we're eating lots of different types of um, proteins, it's a little bit difficult to explain, but the biological value of that protein gets lost in the digestive process. So instead of eating a meal that contains, say, um, you know, lamb fillet and, you know, uh, feta cheese and, uh, let's say, nuts and seeds um, in a salad, we would consume just the lamb fillet and then vegetables and fruits and carbohydrates, but no other proteins in the same meal. So this rule is all about making it nice and easy for the digestive process to also get the best biological value from the beautiful protein that is 
within every single meal on a metabolic balance plan. Okay, so rule six of metabolic balance is all about, excuse me, um, goes back to that timing of meals and it's all about eating earlier at night as opposed to later. And specifically rule six says that if possible, we don't eat after 9 p.m. at night. This is probably something that's drummed into most people from a very young age that, you know, it's really good to try and eat your evening meal at, at least a couple of hours before you retire for the night. Um, you don't want to be having a meal and then going straight to bed um, and trying to digest that meal as you sleep. But also um, the overnight fast is a really important time for the whole body to have a rest from digestion and the blood sugar and blood insulin levels, once again, to come down nice and low so that we can get healthy metabolic activity throughout the evening. If we're eating late at night, that evening fast is significantly reduced. So imagine if you're having dinner at 10 p.m. and then you're waking up and having breakfast at 7, it's only a nine-hour fasting period. Whereas if you're having dinner at 6.30 p.m. and then waking up the next day at 7.30 or waking up and having breakfast at 7 a.m., then you've had, you know, a 12-and-a-half-hour overnight fast, which is significantly better for the body and the hormonal response that accompanies that, that meal. Rule seven, again, common sense, um, but definitely something we all need reminding of, and that is that over the course of a day, we should be drinking at least the minimum amount of water that is calculated for us to be healthy. So to give you an idea, with metabolic balance, not only is the food very specific, but the water intake is specific as well. So the, the recommended wa daily water intake for anybody who embarks on an MB plan is a calculation based on 35 mils per kilo of body weight. So you can do that calculation in your head. You can work out how much you weigh at the moment and multiply it by 35 mils, and that'll give you an idea of how much you would need to drink as a minimum um, you know, to be well hydrated. Um, I will say that there's an upper limit recommendation of four litres. So um, for people who are, you know, in that sort of heavier weight scale, um, the recommended water intake would never exceed four litres. We also want to be careful about water intake when there's any sort of um, cardiac insufficiency conditions present as well. And my final little word of advice around water intake is if you do that calculation and you think you're nowhere near your recommended water intake but you'd like to start working on hydration, just work on it slowly. So start adding, you know, an extra 200 mils every day for a week and then step up again. If you go from, say, drinking 750 mils a day to drinking three litres, it's going to be very uncomfortable for your body. So always increase things slowly. And what you'll probably find is that as you do that, your body starts to get used to it and even starts to crave more water as it realizes that you're starting to hydrate it better. All right, so the final rule of metabolic balance is that we eat an apple every day to keep the doctor away. Actually, that's not entirely true. The rule is that we eat an apple every day um, with a meal or following the meal. So the universal symbol of metabolic balance is the apple. And, you know, um, 
fruit as a whole has been so much so vilified in our society and it's really such a shame because you know my philosophy is whole foods have so much to offer us and that includes fruits for most people so with metabolic balance um anyone who does an mb program will get either one fruit per day two fruits per day or some people will get up to three pieces of fruit per day so one with breakfast one with lunch and one with dinner but everybody must at least have an apple on the program every day Apples are really unique because they've actually, even though they're not particularly high in any one nutrient, they offer us a very broad spectrum of nutrients. So they're sort of like the multivitamin of fruit. Um, The other cool thing about apples is that they have a really good ability to lower cholesterol value, sorry, lower cholesterol values. in the body too and a lot of people especially um on a typical western diet don't have you know the best um cholesterol cholesterol levels they're also good at lowering uric acid which is um, an acidity marker um in blood work um as as a result of testing kidney function and and an apple a day can actually help to reduce that acidity and finally they've just got they've got great levels of fiber So they're really good at helping with excretion, i.e., you know, bowel health as well. Um, So that's the eighth and final rule of metabolic balance, which, again, is something that, um, you know, has been um, in favour on and off over many years, the whole concept of eating an apple every day. So I hope that by whizzing through that little um, lesson in the eight rules of metabolic balance, you can see just how... I guess, real the Metabolic Balance program is. So the whole program is built on scientific principles. And while the structure that the eight rules provides can be challenging in the beginning, it's also very um, easy to follow as a lifestyle once you're actually used to um, having those boundaries in place. Unlike some other programs that may involve, you know, days of fasting followed by days of repletion or, um, you know, expensive shakes on and off or, you know, pills and potions that aren't something that we can take long term. The Metabolic Balance Program is all about setting you up for success long term and creating a healthy lifestyle um, you know, forever, essentially, as opposed to, you know, stop or starting and then stopping something once you've actually hit a goal. So thank you once again for tuning into the Happy Apple. Um, I know that this was a, a podcast that was very specific about MB. So um, if you are considering MB, I'm sure that this gave you a bit of insight into what you might be in for, because once you marry the eight rules with your individualized food list, that is essentially a metabolic balance program. Um, Also, for anyone listening, I am doing a webinar coming up on, it will be on Sunday this time, the 5th of February at 4 p.m. in the afternoon, all about working with me and a metabolic balance program. If you are interested in um, potentially doing a program with me this year, so please just register your interest for that by emailing me, katie at thebalancednutritionist.com.au and I will provide you with the link. And I'm very excited to be joined by another special guest for my next um, podcast, which will be podcast number three. 
um, in the Metabolic Balance mini-series that I am um, focusing on for these this early month of 2023. Thanks again, guys, and have a wonderful week.